The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Another edition of MLB DFS Quickies, your Tuesday, July 3rd edition. Got a big 12-game slate on tap for you. Um, not the best pitching in the world, but that's kind of a theme these days in Major League Baseball. Hope everybody's Monday was good. It was an interesting nine-game slate. Many of us, many of us, I know in our Slack chat, online, not even just guys from the show. You know, you got Heath Cummings of CBS Sports even responded to me with the bullcraft that was... Lonnie Chisenhall getting scratched from the Indians lineup 10 minutes after the game started. Basically, by the time his lineup spot came around, oh, wait, he's not in the lineup. Uh, oops. That was awesome. That uh, that really hurt because that lineup, it men cashed for me, but it would have been nice to have a bat in there that could have done something, maybe done something to up the ante a little bit. But uh, it wasn't the only thing that didn't work last night. The Giants were disappointed. But so many things, so much good, so much bad. That is baseball on a daily, daily basis. Again, 12-game slate on tap. Beware. Baltimore, Philly, 25% chance of rain. Atlanta and the Yankees, 30% chance. White Sox, Reds, 15%. And then really, really hot. Houston, Texas, you know, Colorado. A lot of other places to be super, super hot. So uh, the rain doesn't look too bad. I'm imagining we get these in unless something crazy happens. Just keep an eye on it. Beware of what's going on. There's three early games we will not be taking part in. So let's kick it off with Braves. Yankees, total of nine. Orioles, Phillies, 9. Mets, Blue Jays, 9. White Sox, Reds, 9.5. Getting a, a, a trend here on the pitching. Rays, Marlins, waiting to get the, that one. It should be Yarborough starting, but we're not 100% sure yet for Tampa Bay. But uh, that should be a decent total as well. Astros, Rangers, 10.5. Giants, Rockies, 12. Indians, uh, Royals, 8.5. Padres, A's, 8. Cardinals, D-backs, 7.5. Angels, Mariners, 8.5. Pirates, Dodgers, seven. So, until you get to the late night West Coast games, it is offense, offense, offense. And then you get some pitching later at night. Or some bad hitting. Depends on how you want to look at it. So, let's get into that pitching. You know, Kershaw's up top at 12,000. I will pass. Just If you've listened to my show enough, you know my thoughts on this. If you don't, then, um, yeah, just keep... Uh, Hit me up on Twitter or the Slack chat. I'll explain to you there, but I don't really feel like going into why I will not pay $12,000 for a guy with a bad back and a pitch count that might not even get to 100. So after him, we drop on down to Zach Granke at 10-9, a guy 
we haven't been on a ton this year just due to matchups or prices at that point. But on this slate tonight, he makes for an interesting play. He's averaging 21 points a game at home with a 2.4 ERA, 50 strikeouts of 48 and a two-thirds innings, only four home runs in that, that time span. That's eight starts. He's been very, very good there. He's faced St. Louis once this year in St. Louis, and he struggled five innings, nine hits, five earned five Ks for six DraftKings points, so beware. But coming off back-to-back road starts, we got 27 or more DraftKings points. Something to keep in mind there is at Miami, at Pittsburgh, which, you know, grain of salt stuff. But uh, St. Louis does strike out 23% of the time. They are a right-handed heavy, heavy lineup. You got Granke's 45% ground ball rate, 26.5% K rate, 12% swinging strike rate. He's been actually really, really good this year. St. Louis has the second lowest total on the slate at 3.45. Lefties 345, righties 325 versus Granke. But when you look at that Cardinals lineup, a 312 Woba and a 154 ISO versus righties is just average. That's probably, I don't have the actual rankings in front of me right now, but that's probably 13th, 14th, 15th in baseball, something along those lines. It's right in the middle of the pack. So nothing really scary. Granke's a very uh, interesting pay, play if you're going up top at 10 9. Then you got Zach Flaherty at 10-1. This is a guy in a GPP-type play. You know, like I mentioned with Robbie Ray last night, it backfired with Robbie Ray. He actually pitched well after that first day. I think he still got seven or eight strikeouts, but uh, damage was done at that price point. Uh, Flaherty's another guy like this. He's better at home than on the road, DraftKings-wise, but on the road, 2-2 ERA compared to 3-5-5 at home. Uh, five games on the road, six at home. And he's facing a... Um, a D-backs team that does strike out 24.5% of the time. That's why I kind of think there's some upside here with Flaherty's 27% strikeout rate and 45% ground ball rate. He's been outstanding. Uh, if you've listened to the Bench with Bubba podcast, you've listened to the Around the Bases podcast, I am a gigantic, gigantic Jack Flaherty fan. I've drafted him in a ton of leagues this year. I held on to him, and he's finally getting his due. Lefties are hitting 309, righties hitting 271. He's been outstanding. Uh, and, and the D-backs have a 293 Wobo versus right-handed pitching, which is dreadful. It's below average. And then an average ISO of 158. So a guy like Flaherty at 10-1 can definitely be in play tonight. I think more will flock to uh, Greinke at 10-9. You can save 800 and go to Flaherty. I want to say for sure they're both in play. I'm not hiding that. The total is only 7.5 in this game. They both have pretty reasonable team totals. So both are in play. Um, I favor Greinke just because he's at home. But if you're playing a GPP, I have no problem putting Flaherty above Greinke. I think that's... A very interesting way to go about it on uh, this slate. And then to round out the 9K and above, you got Zach Eflin at 9900 bucks. Now, people are going to say, I can't pay that for Zach Eflin, and I get it. He's a GPP only because he can, he's like a Jekyll and a Hyde. He can be really, really good or really, really tilting. you got to remember DraftKings doing the pricing appropriately, so they kind of spread it out through all the price points because you can't have 15 guys, 17 guys at six and $7,000. It just doesn't work, especially on a Coors Field slate. Let's be realistic about it. You got to put a little, you know, you got to put your stuff on the line once in a while. But you got a guy like Eflin, 28 2, 17 1, 22 9, 27 9, 17 9. So five straight starts of essentially 17 or more DraftKings points. And then he's at home tonight against a Baltimore team that loses its DH. Super right handed, dominant lineup. Um, Eflin uh, strikes out only 18%, but he's, it's gone up in the last month much, much better. Limits the hard contact. And, um, Baltimore strikes out almost 25% of the time versus right-handed pitches. So there's a lot of swing and miss in that lineup. They have a four total. It's about six lowest on the slate. Lefties hit 342, but righty's only 272 off Eflin. And again, righty heavy lineup. You have Jace Peterson. You have Crush Davis. That's about it. You're really scared about from the left side of the plate when it comes to Baltimore. Um, a 293 Woba. It's below average. It's, it's better 
or it's it's the same as the the D backs versus righties. So you can save a couple hundred bucks and go to Eflin if you want. They're basically the same ISO and Woba versus righties as the D backs. And uh, you know Chase Field, Citizens Bank Park, pick your poison. People think Flaherty's a better pitcher. I agree, but two hundred dollars could be a nice GPP pivot at Zach Eflin. So I would completely write him off, like some are going to, just based on price point. Uh, and then Shane Bieber at ninety six hundred bucks. He's at the Kansas City Royals. You know, it's not not the greatest thing facing the Royals on uh, this season, but Bieber coming off a three straight starts to 20 or more DraftKings points. He has five or more Ks in every start this season. Three straight in his last three starts, one, zero, and one. Those are his earned run totals. He's been very, very efficient, very, very good. He's not an overpowering guy, but he has great stuff, great location. He's a really good pitcher. Um, Kansas City strikes out 19% of the time versus righties. Bieber striking out 26%, 51.5% ground ball rate. Does give up some hard contact, and it's going to be a warm one there, so beware of that. You know, the way he pitches without super dominating stuff, if he's missing locations, he can get hit around, so be careful. But Kansas City's got a 3.5 total, third lowest on the slate. Lefties, 343. Righties are only hitting 200 versus Shane Bieber. And yes, there are lefties in the lineup. I'm aware of this, Mike Moustakis and company. But uh, a lot of righties in that Royals lineup. And against lefties, the Royals hit, have a 286 Woba, which is bad, and a 122 ISO, which is really bad. These are San Diego Padre numbers. We're going to get to a, a pitcher facing the Padres later we really like, and it, it's for the same reason. They are horrible versus righties. So the Royals are a fun one to target tonight. You saw they got to Kluber for a little bit last night, and then he got locked in. The Beebs at 9,600 is definitely in play up top here. So from 9K and above, I got it ranked this way. Granky's one. Eflin's two, based on ownership and GPP. You got Flaherty, then Bieber. If you want to be real, you just go down to the price points. Granky, Flaherty, Eflin, Bieber. But uh, all in play, all based on price points, if you want to go that way. If you don't want to pay that much, you drop down to the eights. And this is where it gets a little more fun, but you definitely have options here. Zach Wheeler's 8100 bucks at the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, I talked with Doug Thorburn, one of the best in best mechanics, best evaluators of pitching in, in baseball. Uh, talked to him on Bench with Bubba episode 105 last night. It's it's going to be available for you this morning. And we talked about Zach Wheeler and kind of the renaissance we've seen of him of late. He's been really good, but really bad. He's got shaky starts. His last three starts, he's got 17 or more DraftKings points. Four of his last five, he's got 17 or more. Three of those five, he's got uh, 22 and a half or more. So his velocity's up. He's getting strikeouts in, in four of those five. And his good starts, he had seven, seven, eight, and five strikeouts. He's really starting to get it done on the mound. And starting to show a semblance of this guy we all thought he could be. Now he goes in Toronto, and the roof should be closed there. And it's a, it becomes a little bit more hittery, but it's a Blue Jays team that strikes out twenty four percent of the time versus righties. Uh, you got a forty six percent ground ball rate, twenty two percent K rate from Zach Wheeler. I was all over him his last time out when he was super cheap. Price tag has gone up again. That's how the system works these days. Toronto's got a four point seven five total. Lefties at three fifty nine, but righties only two eighty nine. So there are a lot of righties in that lineup you can pick on. Uh, you got you got Smoke and um, and Morales are the main lefties you're worried about. But a lot of righties in that lineup. So Wheeler at 81 is definitely on the board as someone we can target. My favorite guy in this 7 and 8K range, though, is Anthony D. Sclafani of the Reds at 7600 bucks. This has been scary. I was on Male Saturday and loved it. Harvey Sunday and loved it. Castillo even was great yesterday. This is the most expensive one I've used so far is Disclafani at 76. All those guys are in the 6K ranges. But going up against the White Sox, you pick on him, you pick on him because, hey, 
I'll be, you know what's going to happen. The White Sox will hit well once or twice a week. But the rest of the time, you pick on them and you enjoy, you reap the benefits. And one reason I really like DiScofani is he's basically a 15-point or more guy on the regular. He's got a great, great floor with upside because of the matchup he has. And, uh, you know, a White Sox team that strikes out 25% of the time. He's got a 20% K rate, a 40% ground ball. Does give up a lot of hard contact, about 45% hard contact. The White Sox have a total of 4.02, basically the same as the Baltimore Orioles, but you're saving 2300 bucks from Eflin to DiScofani. Lefties hit 332, righties 291 off uh, DiScofani, and an average Woba, average ISO of 306 or 156. So at 7600 bucks, yes, it's a good environment to hit in in Cincinnati. Yes, 15% chances of rain. Keep all that in mind. But DiScofani at 7600 is in play. So in this 8 and 7K range, I got DiScofani 1, Wheeler 2. Now we drop down a, a great play, and he should be the chalk like Luis Castillo was last night. It's going to be Chris Bassett of the Oakland A's, $6,300 at home against the San Diego Padres. 23 points his last time out. He's been hit or miss, 23, then 8, then 5, 6, then 22, 8. Um, but he's got a 2.82 ERA, a 1.16 FIP. He's got 18 Ks so far on the season in his four starts, and he's going up against this Padres team that we know we love to pick on. They strike out 26% of the time versus righties. They have a a total of 3.63, fourth lowest on the slate. Lefties 284, righties 343, so some reverse splits. But a 287 Woba, 123 ISO versus righties. I love Bassett at 6300 bucks. This is your punt of the day. If you want to get Coors in, if you want to get an expensive bat, whatever you want, Bassett is your guy at 6300 bucks. Now, pay attention to what the Tampa Bay Rays are doing because there's been rumblings that Yarborough's their guy, left-handed pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays. He's usually come in second when they do their opener thing, but it looks like he's just going to start the game, which I'm a big fan of. Just let him do his thing, go throw five, six innings. He threw six and a third his last time out against Houston, seven hits, one earned, four Ks for 14.9. He's an all-or-nothing type guy. We've loved playing him when he's been in the four or five K range. And he's shown us 25-point upside, but he's also shown us some duds. I think it's a great matchup against Miami in Miami, pitcher-friendly Miami. Um, they are a team that strikes out. I don't have the info here. But definitely keep an eye on, on Yarbrough. I think that's the guy you're going with. They're, the Marlins are a 297 Woba and a 129 ISO versus lefties. So they definitely struggle against left-handed pitching. You know, I do like Real Muto. You got... Guys like Castro and Anderson and Rojas and some guys, but they're not like world beaters unless they all click. And if they all click, you're screwed to begin with. So you're, it's, they're not going to hit like three like or two random three-run homers. They're going to either pepper you to death or he's going to pitch pretty well at that price point at 6,200. So he's in play at that point. So down below, I got Bassett one, Yarborough two. So to recap the, the pitching on this slate, up top, you got Granky one, Eflin 2, Flaherty 3, Bieber 4, and it's no discount to Flaherty. I think he's still a great play in that matchup. And then in the mid-tier, you got Discofani 1, Wheeler 2. Down below, you got Bassett 1, Yarborough 2. Now let's go to the bats on this slate. You got guys like Buster Posey and Coors at 47. He had another nice night last night. Got you 14 points. Uh, he's in play just because it's Coors. If you aren't using Yarborough, Rio Muto in deep yesterday is 46 versus, uh, versus Yarborough, which is interesting. And Evan Gass at 43 versus Austin Bibbins-Dirks. Uh, we used Bibbins-Dirks against San Diego. Not going to use them against Houston. Hate to break it to everybody. But when you look at uh, the Astros, 
They have a 5-7 team total. It's the highest outside of Coors on the slate. Lefty's 315, righty's 341 off Bibbins Dirks. If you are paying up for catcher, you can differentiate by going to Evan Gaddis at 43, who just continues to crush baseballs. Go down to like a Ronnie Chirinos against uh, Dallas Keuchel at 3,900. Chirinos has caught fire the last few weeks, really hitting with some pop. Uh, Rangers have a 4-8 total. Lefty's 300, righty's 315 off Keuchel. So that's a good contrarian play as well at 3,900 for Yanni Chirinos. Farther down you look, like a Yasmani Grandal at 38 versus Nova. Lefties can get to Nova, so you can look at that. Love me some Tucker Barnhart at 37 versus Lucas Giolito. The Reds should be in play again tonight. They have a 5-5 total, fourth highest on the slate, second highest outside of Coors. Lefties 425, righties 340 off of Giolito. So Tucker Barnhart at 37, a guy to take a look at. Maybe a Tom Murphy catching for Colorado against Stratton at 37, get a little discount there. I think that's a good play as well because Stratton, he's actually been better of late outside of uh, AT&T, but it's, it's Coors and I'm not going there. And lefty's at 379, righty's 367 off Stratton, so be careful with that one. Farther down you look, you could go to a guy like Wilson Ramos at 36 versus Richards. I like that a lot. Trevor Richards is not good at baseball. Not good at all. Tampa Bay has a – oh, we're still waiting on their team total. That's why. But lefty's 290, righty's 379 off, off Trevor Richards. So the reverse splits there, making a guy like Wilson Ramos pretty entertaining at 3,600. So a lot of kind of higher-priced catchers for once you can take a look at on this slate. Like an Elias Diaz, if you want to be contrarian, versus Kershaw at 3,300. Uh, he went deep last night. He was batting cleanup last night. I just don't like Kershaw. But uh, if you want to get cheaper, 3,200 for Jan Gomes versus Danny Duffy. Duffy has looked better. I will be totally honest with that. They got an Indians team with a total around five. Lefties three sixty two, righties three eighty one, versus uh, Duffy, and they crush lefties. So Gomes at thirty two could be a nice way to get a piece of that pie. Martin Maldonado historically, I said lefties really well going against Wade LeBlanc at thirty one hundred. So if you go a little cheaper, you can go that route. Like an Omar Navarro at three K versus Di Scafani as well. So yeah, catchers is priced up tonight. But Johnny Lucroy twenty nine hundred versus Clayton Richards. That's the one I don't mind at all. A's of a 4-4 total. Lefty's 293, righty's 336. So if you need to go below 3K, you can look at a Lucroy at 29, maybe an Alfaro at 29 with some power against Alex Cobb. A couple other uh, cheapies you can look at there. But other than that, just check your lineups. There will obviously be some more that pop into play here and there. First base, you got Belton Coors against Sensatella at 5,500. I really, really do like that one. Sensatella, you know, coming off a really good start in Miami. Whatever. Lefty's 328, righty's 331. We're back in Coors. Giants have a 585 total. Give me some belt at 55. I like that quite a bit. Uh, you look at Joey Votto at 5K versus Giolito. Don't hate that. Edwin at 49 versus Duffy. Both in play. Belly hit a belly bomb last night. He's 4,800. And Muncie went deep. He's 47. So they're both in play versus Yvonne Nova. The, Do- the Dodgers went banana lands last night. Just freaking went off. But if you want to go a little bit off the board, like a Carlos Santana at 4,600 going up against Alex Cobb. you got to love that. Phillies have a total of five, sixth highest on the slate. Lefty's 380, righty's 349 off Cobb. So Santana, you know, we got Muncie and Belly and all those guys right above him. He got overlooked, and you could definitely get some uh, nice Philly love in that matchup versus Cobb at 4,600. Go down a little farther, maybe a Yuli Gurriel at 41 versus Bibbins Dirks. Nice cheaper way to get a piece of some Houston action. I don't mind that at all. Um, Albert Pujols at 39, probably not going there. I'd rather take a chance on Pablo Sandoval at 38 in Coors against Sensatella. He's bad like six last night. So that's a nice cheaper way to get some Coors action for you. Um, you go down farther, maybe like a Ryan Healy does hit lefties well, facing Andrew Heaney at 3,600. 
Um, Wilmer Flores at 35. He's hitting righties and lefties. We know he preferred le- uh, Flores versus lefties. He's starting every day, though. He's first base, third base eligible. 3,500. And Estrada in his career has given up a ton more power to righties than lefties. So keep an eye on Wilmer Flores and your contrarian GPP plays at 3,500 for some value at the position. Let's go over to the second base position. And we got the likes of Ozzy Albies at 54 every day. He's worth a look. I'm never going to say, I'll rarely ever say he's not in play. We got Altuve at 51 versus Bibbins Dirk. So I like that quite a bit. You got Cesar Hernandez at 47 versus Alex Cobb. That is definitely a play for me as well. Uh, Panic and Coors at 44 versus Sensatella. But Glaber Torres at 42 versus Newcomb. Preferably if he's like sixth or higher in the lineup, but that's still a really good play. And I like Newcomb a lot. And he's kind of a reverse splitsy guy. You look at the Yankees, um, they have a a 5.1 team total, fifth highest on the slate. Lefty's 379, righty's 267 off Newcomb, so he's definitely a reverse splits guy. But the way Glaber's locked in, I can definitely take a look at that one. Yohan Mankata at 4K is a discount versus Di Sclafani. If you're not going to Di Sclafani, Mankata at 4K is definitely worth a look for you there. Young Harris Solarte at 39 versus Wheeler could be a play for you. Azurbo Cabrera at 39 versus Estrada as well. That game could be all or nothing. It could be like a two to one game, or that could turn into an interesting just one team or both teams going bananas in that one. Both those pitchers are coin flippy. The farther down you look, uh, you know, like Ian Kinsler at 34 versus LeBlanc. I do like that quite a bit for some value at the second base position. I know he's been hitting basically four points on average his last 10 after that hot streak he was in, so maybe you don't go that way, but 34 you can look at. A play I like a lot for value at second base or the outfield. Chad Pender, swipe left. Um, he's 3400 bucks against Clayton Richards. We know how righties versus Richards. We know Pender versus lefties. He usually hits towards the top of the order for the A's in those lineups. So that is a really good value play with Chad Pender at 3400 bucks. Do not sleep on Chad Pender, second base, outfield, eligible. We're not going to hit all the value plays, but go over to third base now. Uh, Arenado at 59 is definitely in play in this matchup for Stratton. Jose Ramirez definitely in play versus Duffy. Both phenomenal plays there. You also got Bregman at 54, who's just been the hottest hitter in baseball. So all three of those guys are in place. Depends on if you're stacking, uh, if you want to be contrarian one-offs. You might be contrarian one-offs, you go Bregman, Ramirez, and Arenado in that order. Because a lot of people are going to want to go to Arenado and Coors. But all three of those guys, very, very, very much in play. Then I slide down to like a Max Muncy at 47. He's worth the play. Uh, in GPPs only, Jake Lamb at 43, but I'd probably rather go to someone else in that situation. Like, I'd rather take a chance on Moustakis at 4K versus Bieber. I'd much rather take a chance on Moustakis at 4K versus Bieber. Uh, Matt Chapman still has that O there. He's coming back real soon. I would have loved him tonight versus Clayton Richards. He's coming back soon, boys and girls. You got Solarte at 3,900. Mentioned him already. Miguel Anjuar, player of the month, rookie player of the month for the month of June in the American League. He's hitting the baseball well. He's 3,900, preferably if he's higher in the order, but still he could be a little back back of the uh, lineup stack or something versus Newcomb, just to be contrarian. Like a Yomar Sanchez at 38, I don't completely hate, but Pablo's 38. I'd rather go to Pablo and Coors at 3,800 bucks uh, in that matchup. Farther down you go, you get contrarian with Johan Camargo at 37. Probably still rather go to Pablo at 38, keep it simple. Or you go down to like a Todd Frazier at 36 with some power versus Estrada. Joey Bats has actually hit the ball pretty well the last week or two. He's 3,600 versus Estrada as well, if you want to be contrarian with those two plays. Mentioned Wilmer Flores already at 35 in his matchup as a contrarian look. Um, 
other than that, you know, there's a couple you could kind of play with down here, but nothing I'm really running to go play at the cheaper part of third base. Heading over to shortstop, you got Frenchie Lindor, who just popped off in a big, big way last night. He double-donged. He had seven RBIs. He had 40 DraftKings points. I loved him last night. I like him again. He gets lefties better. He gets righties. So 5700 bucks in play. You had Trevor Story and Brandon Crawford, both coerced players, both really solid looks as well. Uh, Machado's in play against Eflin and Philly. But uh, I like Frenchie. If you're going to pay up, that's the guy I go to, unless you have to have your Coors fix for the day. As you go down, though, like a Gene Sakura at 47 will get overlooked. You could definitely get some uh, GPP ownership on that one. It is 12 games, so ownership should be spread out, especially with Coors in play, sucking up a lot of it. So keep that in mind, though. I got Elvis Andrus or a Jerks and Profar against Dallas Keuchel is worth a look. But I like some Hamilton Simmons at 3,900 against LeBlanc. Uh, the Angels, late night hammer in Seattle. Both those guys' lineups could be some sneakier plays that will get way overlooked tonight. Um, you slide down a little farther. You got the, you know, Alberto Mondesi's at 35 to get on and steal some bags, hopefully. Um, Scott Kingery's been playing really well the last week or two. He's 3,300, so that's some value you can look at there against Alex Cobb. Don't hate that at all. Um, other than that, you know, you've got guys like Miguel Rojas at 2,900 versus Yarborough, you know, Freddie Galvis, Greg Garcia, stuff like that. See what lineups come out for your shortstop punts as usual. Then heading to the outfield, you got Mikey Trout at 6K versus LeBlanc is a really good looking play. You got Blackman at 58 is great. Nelly Cruz at home versus a lefty at 53. That's usually lock and load range. Uh, we haven't mentioned Seattle's like numbers yet. They have like a 4 4 total. Lefty's 240, but righty's 359 off Andrew Heaney. Heaney's a good young arm, but he's been susceptible to the right-handed bat this year. So a guy like Nelly Cruz at 53, definitely don't sleep on him at all in this one. And then Reese Hoskins, you know what's hotter than hot? Ice cold or whatever that used to say back in the day. Um, Reese Hoskins, 5,200 bucks, stroking it. Again, Alex Cobb sucks. So I'm just going to blatantly say he sucks. Uh, but Chris Davis against the lefty at 5K is a great play. So a lot of good bats here. And a lot of good bats, you can easily go away from Coors if you need to. Um, I know Coors is in a great spot tonight. A total of 12 and a half or whatever is hard to pass up. It really, really is. Maybe make two Lennis, one Coors, one without. Because so you got Kutch at 49. Uh, Sensu Chu at 48 is interesting. But Belly Bombs at 48 I like a lot. Uh, David Peralta at 47 in a GPP. But Odebel Herrera at 47 versus Cobb I like a ton. I think that's a really, really good play there. Jock Jams went deep yesterday. He's 46 and in play again today. Uh, look at maybe a Brandon Nimmo at 4,400. I like that quite a bit. Mitch Hanniger at 44 versus Heaney is really, really good as well. Scott Shevler led off with a dong yesterday. I love him again today against Gilito at 43, especially if he's leading off. Makes him so much more valuable to us. Carlos Gonzalez at 42 versus Stratton. That's a good price tag for a piece of Colorado versus Stratton. 4,200 bucks. Definitely look at that. Gorky Hernandez gorked one yesterday. He's 41 against Sensatella and in play again tonight. Gerardo Parra at only 4K is a nice cheaper Rocky as well in that matchup. You got Michael Conforto at 3900 bucks as we start down the 3K range against Estrada. Very much in play. The Mets, do, 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 do. lefty's 325, righty's 369 versus Estrada. Jesse Winker at 39 could be in play for you. Let us down last night. Matty Kemp went just crazy. He went Francisco Lindor last night. He double-dogged. He's 39 and worth a look again because he's just crushing it. I, I don't like his matchup that much, but can't ignore it because I didn't like his matchup yesterday. He just kept crushing baseball. So the old man's found the fountain of youth or one heck of an anabolic steroid, one of the two. 
Uh, Josh Reddick at 3,700 and Tony Kemp 37, two cheaper pieces of the Houston offense against Bivens Dirks that you can definitely try to target. Um, you know, farther down, you know, Brian Anderson at 2,700 versus Yarborough, or 37, I mean. But Kevin Kiermeyer at 37 leading off versus Richards, I like quite a bit uh, in that matchup. Mentioned Jose Bautista earlier at 36 as a contrarian play. Uh, Corey Dickerson at 36, probably not versus Kershaw. Just be careful there. Uh, da, da, da. I got Daniel Palka at 35. If you sit in the middle of the White Sox lineup, he could be in play for you. Uh, Adam Jones at 35 for a contrarian play. Uh, Adam Duvall at 34 versus Gilito. I do like that as a GPP type play for you. Um, Charlie Culberson at 34 versus Domingo Herman, but Chad Pender at 34 is our boy. And Nick Williams at 34 versus Alex Cobb. Two nice $3,400 bats there between Pender and Nick Williams. Two you can definitely look at down there in the cheaper aspect of life. Colby Rasmus, if he's leading off at 33, you can give him a look, but probably get to that 34 if you have to. Uh, that's where I'd prefer to go in that situation. Uh, Matt Joyce at 32, probably not tonight, but uh, if he's hitting towards the top, maybe. I wouldn't completely ignore it. See where Cole Calhoun's hitting at 3,100 versus LeBlanc. I wouldn't completely, you know, it's lefty-lefty, but if he's in a good spot in that order and you're stacking, he's in play. Not a one-off, a stack. Other than that, you get below the 3K, and there'll be a few guys, maybe a uh, Tyler Nick went at 2,900, or Aaron Althair at 29, or Lewis Brenson at 29 versus Yarborough. That could be a nice one, too, that right-handed power bat. Lots of strikeout, but lots of power as well. So see what lineups come out. There will be some value, but there's a ton and ton and ton of options tonight. And that goes back to the pitching. Let's recap it. And it just depends on how much money you'll have for bats. If you're playing 9K and above, you got Granke, Eflin, Flaherty, Bieber. Lots of good options there. All kind of similar to me. It just depends on what upside you want what risk you want to take. Uh, in the middle, you got DiScofani and Wheeler. I like those a lot. And then down below, you got Bassett and Yarborough. So if you only want to go up top, you can stick with Descofani, Wheeler, Bassett, and Yarborough and mix and match. Or mix and match Wheeler, DiScofani, and Bassett. Those three. And see how it works. It might not work at all because that's baseball. But uh, you never know until you try. Your stacks, of course, you got Coors in play. Houston versus Bibbins Dirks is outstanding. You got to love some Reds versus Giolito. Um, the Phillies versus Alex Cobb, I like a lot. Indians are in play again. Uh, you look at guys like uh, the Rangers versus Dallas Keigel could be super contrarian because people will try to uh, keep that out of the way. But there's a ton of options today. Lots and lots of ways to go on a 12-game slate, as you'd expect. Let's look at your BVP real quick and wrap things up for you. Again, not doing the three games early. We do talk about that in the Slack chat. I, already, I woke up to guys discussing the early slate. So I'm telling you, you guys jump in. There's a ton, a ton of fun. It's free. So come check it out. But uh, when you look at the BVP for today, we got, uh, you know, it's a small sample, but Justin Smokes, two for three with a double and a homer. T. Oscar, one for two with a homer. It's Wheeler. Uh, Todd Frazier, seven for 22 with a, ho- a double and two homers versus Estrada. Joey Bats and his Drupal Cabrera have taken Estrada deep as well, so good numbers for Frazier. Uh, Beltre's not the Beltre of old, but he does have a 309 average, 21 for 68, seven doubles, two homers off Keichel. But you got guys like Nomar Mazzara, eight for 28, two doubles and a homer. Ryan Ruiz, 7 for 24, 2 doubles. Shinsu Chu, 12 for 44, 3 doubles. So some respectable stuff. Nothing crazy, nothing bad, really. Ian Desmond, 3 for 5 with a triple off Estrada, but not much. Joe Panic, I told you I liked him the nice. 4 for 10 with a double and 2 homers off Sensatella. That's pretty big for him, that 2 homers off someone. Brandon Geyer, 7 for 14, 2 doubles and a homer versus Duffy. That's a nice, cheaper outfield play there. Jan Gomes, a catcher we like, 9 for 23, a 391 average. Three doubles, two home runs. Uh, Lindor, Ramirez, Edwin, Kipnis have all taken Danny Duffy deep. Uh, 
They've had some very good success against him, one could say. Marcelo Zuna, 6 for 14, three homers off Granke. Matt Carpenter, 9 for 26, two doubles and two homers. Jose Martinez taking him deep as well. So the Cardinals have had some nice little success for Granke. Also, Mitch Hanniger's taking Andrew Heaney deep. Um, Trout's got a homer, pulls two homers off Wade LeBlanc. Yasmani Grandal and Forsyth have taken Nova deep. Jorge Polanco has taken Clayton Kershaw deep. David Freese, 7 for 24, three doubles. He's cheap tonight if you want to get weird with the Pirates. But that'll do it for today's edition of Quick Hits. Uh, check us out on Twitter at TheSportsDGens, TheSportsDGens.com. I am at BDNTrick. Lots going on. We got uh, the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast out for the Greenbrier Classic, a military tribute at the Greenbrier. Myself, Jesse, and Rob joined us this week, so a lot of good stuff there. Uh, I recorded Bench with Bubba episode 105 last night with Doug Thorburn talking a lot of pitching, a lot of great stuff, uh, just a bunch of stuff on mechanics, how guys can mess up their arms, the proper way to throw curveballs and on speed pitches, and then we went into a handful of pitches. We had a lot more to go, but we already hit the hour mark. I didn't want to keep going and going and going, but there's a lot of great content. I'll have to talk to Doug again. He's, he's a phenomenal guy. Brilliant, brilliant mind. So go check that out. Uh, episode 104 was NFL best balls, one of the best best ball players in the world at Beerswater. So go check him out. But a lot coming up this week. A lot of great content. So come check it all out. Um, I'll be back tomorrow morning, bright and early. But join us in the Slack chat for much more in-depth coverage today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Tuesday, July 3rd edition. I'm out.